Hello, hello, and welcome. I'm Victor Fernandez of Fit Family Foundations, and I'm here to say the foundation of your family's health begins with you. Hello again, and welcome to the Fit Family Foundations podcast. I'm your host, Victor Fernandez, and I'm excited for today's show because of the special guest who's joining me. Now, I know I say that a lot. I say that about all my guests because they're all great. They're all special to me. But this young woman's awe-inspiring and inspirational story she will share with all of us is something you all need to hear. And you all, all have to get a sense and a feel for the energy and excitement that she brings to that story and really everything she does, because that will simply shine through here today. Now, normally, and I shared this with her before we came on the air, normally I have an intro scripted for all my special guests. I want to make sure it sounds great, it sounds genuine, and it really gets the show off to a great start. And today's no different. I do have a script here as well. But you know, for now, I want it to go a little off script. And since she's okay with it, I'm going to share with you a post that she shared a short time ago. Now, it just talks about her day, what she's doing today, today being Wednesday. Uh, recording a podcast with me, of course, that's number one on the list. You know, it has to be. You know, office hours on Wednesday, being on a live panel tonight, which sounds really interesting that I want to talk to her about in the Women Empower group, Cardio and Shoulders Day. I hate Shoulders Day, you know, but I do it anyway. Apex weekly coaching call. We're going to talk about Apex as well. So you'll know exactly what that is. Helping the best clients ever because her crew rocks. And I know she feels that way genuinely. Lots of steps and lots of coffee. And you get all that energy even from lots of coffee. You know, just, just by reading that. So now I'm going to continue with who my guest is. Now that you got a sense of what her energy is like. My next guest found health and fitness at the age of 16 for the most important reason there is because her life depended on it. Until then, she, and I quote, had serious confidence in mental health issues who, and was viewed as a total social outcast in school. Her words, focusing on health and fitness provided the mental release she needed to get through her difficult high school years. And as she describes it, health and fitness saved her life. And I think a lot of us can say that in, in so many different ways. But now it's her life's work. It's her passion. She's a highly respected and highly successful leader in the health and fitness world. People, people work with her because they know she stands behind exactly what she sets out to do. And that's to help broken people ignite their fire again. She travels far and wide to share that inspiring message with the masses on a variety of different stages. And buoyed by her immense passion, her expertise, her energy, which you're going to get a sense of here very shortly, and work ethic. She helps clients create a lasting transformation, have an abundance of energy on tap, and live their best life by doing the work inside now to fully activate their power and confidence. In other words, she's going to bring the fire. That's that's all there is to it. Please welcome to the show, Miranda Jiggins. Miranda, thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Victor. That was, I think, the best intro ever on this planet. So just totally made my day. Uh, I'm You're available so for hire. Really I'm available yes. for hire. I can travel with you wherever you go. I travel light. I'm cheap. You know, so we can we can make it happen. Good to know. <laughs> we can totally make it happen for sure. <laughs> well, Thank you again for having me. I'm so well, honored to be here. I, as I was telling Miranda off the air, I said ever since I heard her on a a good friend of mine, Kyle Slaymaker's podcast a while back, I've been wanting to get her on the show. And you know what? 
I just figured, no, what time to shoot my shot and get her on. And she was kind enough to join us because she has a great, great story to share. And I want to go back to the beginning, back to what I discussed in the intro. Take us back to high school where that transformation truly began. Was there a moment in time when you finally decided, you know what, it's time to push through the struggles, push through the fear and make it all happen? Yeah, that's a really, that's a really good question. I'm actually have had two pivotal moments in my life when you describe that. One was in high school and one was in January of 2021. But um, going back to high school, oh my gosh, I've done so much growing since then. Sometimes it's hard for me to put myself in that place, but I will never forget. And um, I think it's really important to reflect. I think it's important for everybody to reflect as to where they came from, because it's what truly lights our fire. And that's why we all do what we do. Um, so yeah, so I, when I grew up, I was very shy, very awkward. I didn't own a pair of gym shoes until I was 16 because I used to think they were ugly. And I was just like super skinny girl. Um, but yeah, I never actually really quite fit in, even though pe people were like semi nice. It's like, we never quite clicked. And that was really hard for me because I never understood why, you know, and I desperately just wanted friends and I wanted to fit in and I never really just clicked um and now I've done a whole lot of like growth and inner work and I'm developing as a leader a lot of really upper level business owners actually start out that way when they're in school um so I'm learning that now so that's all clicking at this point um but so it actually all started when my I'm five years older than my brother is so when I turned 16 I got my license and he used to do boxing so I had to drive him to boxing practice <laughs> So being the older sibling, I think most older siblings can relate when we get our licenses, it's our job to take our younger siblings to wherever they have to go to help our parents out. So um, I used to have to take him to boxing. So I would drive him to boxing. And then when I would go, I would just, it was only an hour. So I would just sit there, like, you know, hang out, do homework, whatever. And then when he was ready, we would leave. And then one day his boxing coach, she's like, why don't you work out with us? And I was like, what? She's like, yeah. So I was like, okay. So um, the next time I went, I went and, you know, I worked out. I wasn't very good, but that's okay. But I still did it, right? And afterwards, I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I just felt really great. That's the only thing. I didn't do it to the whole getting in shape part or getting fit part wasn't even on my radar. It's just the fact that somebody invited me to do something. I was like, oh, I feel included first off. And B, afterwards, I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel really great. You know, I just felt lighter and, you know, I was happy because, you know, you get the endorphin rush after you work out and all of that. So um, I continued to go. And then um, I started feeling a little bit stronger. So that's when I hired my very first trainer ever. His name was Matt Packer. And um, he, he had some kind of a affiliation with my brother's boxing instructor. Um, so but his gym that he trained out of was right down the street. So I ended up hiring him because I, I did have a part-time job when I turned 16. I really wanted to work. So that's where like my whole passion of working coming came from. I naturally have a really high work ethic. And when I turned 16, I wanted to get a job, a, mostly to take my mind off of school, right? So I got a job at Red Lobster. I was a host. That was my very first job. And that job actually carried me through college. Um, super grateful for it. Absolutely loved it. I loved working. I loved my job there. And um, so I was able to pay for a personal trainer, right? So um, I, I was like, will you train me? So I, I ended up training with him on the days that I took my brother to boxing. So I dropped him off, go see my trainer. And then we, I would take us all home. Um, and then, so that's kind of how it started. But I was like, I feel so 
empowered, right? And then that's when I got hooked on working out. Um, I just did it kind of like recreationally throughout high school. College is when I got a little bit more serious. I wasn't competing at that point, but I was driving once a week to go see my trainer who was about 50 minutes away still. So I trained with him all through college. And then um, that's when I got more serious about working out. I still wasn't really sure what I was doing completely, but I just knew, but I, I was learning, right? So sophomore through senior year is when I sort of got really serious about working out. I was working out, you know, six days a week, all of that. And then um, I, when I moved up to the Dayton, Ohio area after college, I met my bodybuilding coach. And then that's when I started competing. I did my first show in 2018. So that's kind of how I got started in high school. Um, it, it was more of somebody inviting me in and me just feeling good about it and being feeling included. And then you feel so much stronger. So um, that's, that's how I got started. Well, first off, I love Red Lobster. That's number one. <laughs> I love Red Lobster. I haven't eaten one in a long time and I want to change that because I love their food. But talk a little bit about what you mentioned, the being included part. You know, how much does that play into what you do now from a business perspective, from a health and fitness coaching perspective? Because you know, if you felt that way at some point in your life that so many other people have felt that way or may feel that way right now. 100%. Um, and that's something I really am. That's what I'm super type A about with in regards to my coaching. It's like every single one of my clients feels included. You know, every single one of my clients gets treated, treated exactly the same. Right. And um, in my group, everybody supports each other. That is the core value. Number one, if somebody, you know, is there's absolutely zero negativity. There's no, you know, supporting one person over the other. I just have zero tolerance for that at all. And that is one thing to get you kicked out of my program. I've never had to do that. And that's because I'm really upfront about that when people first come in, that here are these core values, you know, A and B, people work out to feel good afterwards. That's what I really learned about being a trainer. Most people, some people start, they're like, I want to lose 50 pounds, right? But that drive will not keep you going. You have to want it more than that. You have to want it because you look at it from a mentality perspective and you feel good after your workouts, right? And you've had a good day and you know, or sorry, you've had, if you've had a bad day, you know, you can rely on your workout to feel better afterwards, right? And I really, really, really am all about that in my programs. And when I do phone consults with people, I tell them, I'm very upfront. I said, do you approach this with a mentality first, right? We focus on the workouts and how we feel during the workouts. And do we feel stronger? And do we feel more relaxed after the workouts? We don't approach this from a weight perspective at all. because That's the way I never did it. And that's the way for longevity, right? So if you go into this doing, you know, I want to lose all this weight, that's not enough. It's not going to get deep enough, right? So being the included, really getting deep as to why we're doing this, like feeling better, feeling included, a safe space for people to share their, you know, there are bad days, you know, and a lot of people in my, uh, my transform you group chat, we don't even talk about working out there. We talk about our days and someone's having a rough day with their kid and it's support, right? So you have to come to it from that perspective for it to be effective. And I really, really, really believe in that. And that's what my whole program is based off of. Well, talk about, you know, we all have, I know for me, yes, we, you know, we, this is our job. This is our livelihood. This is how we pay the bills. Cast that aside, because I know you do the same thing. Anyone anyone in this business who's worth their salt does that, says that that's secondary. You know, helping people, transforming lives is what matters. 
So take me through what it feels like when you have someone that you can relate to that you're working with who's struggling in some way, shape or form in life. And you see that transformation, mental, emotional and physical take place. What's that like for you to see it happen, knowing you can relate to exactly what's happening? Oh my gosh. I love that question because that's exactly why we do what we do. Right. That's what it just, nothing makes my day more than that. I mean, I will have a smile on my face for the whole entire day when my clients have their wins, even if they're just small. And I hate, I don't like saying wins. I don't believe wins are big and small. A win is a win, no matter what a win's a win for your perspective. Some days you have a great, sometimes you have like huge wins, quote unquote, other days, you know what your win may be, you know what? I made it home alive saying I walked for 15 minutes and that's huge. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so I really, I really, I really truly believe that first off. And then, um, it's the, it's the best in the world for me because I've been there and it took one person to pull me out and to be that person to help somebody else that for, to be like that one person that helped me for me to help somebody else was, it's just, it's amazing. And I take so much pride in that. And I really feel like it's my duty to help people to pull them out of their dark places, you know, and show them a light and show them that they do matter and that someone does care and someone will support them and be on their side and like their cheerleader and their motivator and be there when they're having a bad day and all of that. So um, it's, it's, it's my life's work and my life, life's passion to be that person for somebody. Now, I know we all as health and fitness coaches have learned along the way that we can't approach two people the exact same way. We have to find a new way to connect, a new way to get inside. And, and I, I share people real quick the story that uh, of a client of mine in the past who kept saying the word just. I, I've, I've, only, I've just lost 20 pounds. I've only lost 20 pounds. You know, and one day I decided, all right, in between sets, because I couldn't get through to them, in between sets, I'm going to hand them a dumbbell in each hand, 10 pounds in each. And I'm going to have them hold them between each set throughout the entire workout to the point where he was upset by the end because I had him holding these when he was supposed to be resting. And I finally said, that's what you've lost off your body. That's what you're no longer carrying. So I, I, I wanted to ask you is we all have those challenging clients that we have to try that much harder to get on the inside, to connect with them. Is there, is there a story you can share? And I'm, I'm sure you've got plenty of them where you found a unique way to make that connection and give them that aha moment. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. There's so many. Let me, I figured there would be. <laughs> <laughs> so first off, so yeah, so 100%. So all, everything I do is custom to each person, right? So no one is the same at all. So I approach every person as their 100% own individual. I mean, some people can like, you know, go through things a little bit faster. Other people needs a little bit slower. Um, but I would say Natalie, Natalie Mullenhand, um, she's absolutely amazing. She's been with me since day one. And so she's been with me for almost five years consistently. She has, um, she has two, she's had two hip replacements. She has RA, rheumatoid arthritis. So her hands are like this. People can't see me, but like her fingers are like curled in, right? So her fingers, her fingers are curled in, um, she has a few other things going on. Right. And then she has a lot of, you know, things she's she has tons of things she can't do, but there's also some other things that she cannot. Right. So, um, I do a lot of modifying so I can modify for anybody. So when she first 
started working together, she was pushed too hard by a lot of trainers and not pushed too hard as in like breathing too hard, but like she can't get on the ground. She just can't, you know, because of all of like her stuff that she goes on. So other trainers in the past would, you know, be like, okay, so who cares? Like get on the ground anyway, but she physically can't do it. Right. And then just by listening to her and then, you know, making a plan to say, Hey, we can totally make this work no matter what, you know what I mean? So, and then now we totally have this structure going on where we, I, we do all of her workouts standing up. Like when she comes to a group class, we do her core standing up, you know, and then she gets a super great workout in the amount of time. Um, but I think it just came from more of like a listening perspective, right. And listening to your clients and then really catering more towards them. Um, I don't really know if that was a difficult client, but that was an amazing client that came from a really difficult situation that she was just looking for somebody to listen to, right? She just wanted to be heard, right? And I'm that's kind of a common thing with my clients is they would, I attract a very specific type of client. They're all going through a, some sort of pivotal moment in their life, whether it be, you know, a divorce, career change, you know, anything like that. They're all going through some kind of major life pivot and or they haven't been heard yet and or they haven't been feeling included. I One of those three things is kind of like where my clients come from. So it's just taking people that have been in a difficult situation and modifying what we're doing to them, I think has been really, really, really impactful. I hope that answers your question. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. That's, a, that's a great okay. story, first of all, because... You, you see that a lot. I've worked in gym settings as well. And, and, and you cringe at you know, what you see when, when a trainer simply is not listening to what their client is saying. It's right there in front of them and they're choosing to ignore it because they believe, well, I'm the expert, so I know better. So forget what you're thinking. You got to do it my way. And it just simply doesn't work that way. And it's something I think all health and fitness coaches have had to step back and learn you know, over time, I, I think we all have. You mentioned, obviously, a, a real key, you know, a statement was wanting to be heard, wanting to be listened to. How did that change for you? Because now, I mean, I, I, I read your posts, I've listened to your podcasts, you know, so I follow what you do. And it's impossible not to stop and listen to what you're saying to get that true message, in part because the message is, is very important. It's very genuine. It's very authentic but also the energy that you supply that message with. How did, you, how did you go about the transformation from being someone that you thought wasn't being heard to someone now who everyone wants to listen to? Yeah, that's a, that's a really, I love that question. Okay, so I like, I always say that to all of your questions, but I love all of them, but I really <laughs> like this one. Okay, I extra like this one. I'm having a good um, day. <laughs> I'm having a great day too. So I, um, okay, so, I had a really pivotal moment, January, 2021. And then, um, prior to that, so I, I met my very first mentor in the 2018 timeframe. And I think I became fully self-employed in 2019. Um, I used to have a huge, like this whole like workaholic syndrome, right? So I didn't take a day off. So, and I, now that I've done all this I understand where that came from because it came from, you know, my high school experience, right? And I went straight to work when I was 16 and I loved it. So that like work, 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 work all the time really carried through. And um, I sold cars out of high school, right? So um, I didn't take a day off for four and a half years. And I was really, really, really frustrated towards the end of that time, right before I met my current coach. Um, 
I was building my business, but I still felt like I was being not super respected. And that's really frustrating, right? I'm not necessarily by my clients. There is a few, not, not the ones that I have now, um, but there is a few, but it was more by like other people, right? Like a not being heard, not being respected, you know, like time disrespect. Um, a lot of external people I felt viewed me as mentally weak. Right. And I admit it, I was, you know, I used to not, not so much now. I mean, I still cry now, but I used to like cry to the drop of a hat, you know, and I would get really frustrated with people if I thought they were coming at me and I would get like snappy back, you know, and I'm not a snappy person at all, but I've done this whole inner work journey and I realized why it's because, you know, it's from not feeling included for so long. And now you're coming at me now and I'm just trying to do my job every single day. You know what I mean? Like, um, so there, there was, there was that whole thing. So I had this really pivotal moment, January of 2021, and um, that I can't share online. Um, I haven't really told anybody, so <laughs> I'll come up with that one day. But <laughs> so um, I, at that, but at that moment, I decided, I said, there's going to be no more pushing over Miranda. I was done. It was that moment. I was done. I was from like, that came from high school, not taking a day off for four and a half years. My business was somewhat growing, but it was totally stuck, right? I hit a huge ceiling. I didn't know where to go. I was at a really, really, really low point in my life, January, 2021. I was just, I was napping three hours a day. It was, can you imagine me napping through it? I don't do that, you know, but it was just, it was really, it was, it was, it was definitely my darkest time for sure. But we always shine super bright out of a dark time. Um, so I, that, but that was that moment. I was like, I'm done. You know, I'm done being a pushover. I'm done being like the bubbly blonde, you know, I'm done being the one that's too nice, right? The one that say no, and I feel like a lot of women, especially, and guys too, have, they feel that way, right? I know I'm not the only one. I know I'm not, you know? Um, so I was like, I'm done. I said, it is this moment, I'm going to get mentally tough. And I didn't care what I was going to do. I was going to figure it out. So I found David Goggins, right? So I started listening to all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm going to learn. I'm going to learn from the most mentally tough person on the entire planet. Um, so it was that moment. Plus, and I met my coach, Stacey Rafke, who's a part of Apex, um, hired her. She, she's been a huge impact in my life. Um, and I learned boundaries and I learned fear and I learned control and I learned how to manage myself. I'm such a high performer with all these goals that us high performers really need to learn how to manage ourselves correctly in order to be effective. Um, and I didn't know how to do that. I had all this power and all this drive and I didn't even know I just thought I was weird right I just thought I was weird and I wanted to fit in everybody thought I was crazy but that's not that's not the case so um so yeah that's just kind of where that whole pivotal moment happened and then that's where that's when all my posting changed right a because I started believing in myself and what I was saying and b um the way you learn how to manage yourself and handle yourself and have those boundaries it will shine through and then that will project onto like you know how you approach people and, you know, your social media posting and shining who showing the world who you really are. So I think that's really, really important. Oh, absolutely. And I know one day you will share that story and I hope it's with me. Hope it's with all of us, you know, because <sighs> we, I know if you, and if you've been listening to this whole episode so far, even just a snippet of it, you know, that you stop and listen, you're going to learn, you know, there's truth nuggets in there everywhere. So I know that story is going to do the same, you know, but I'm not going to push you. When you're ready, I'm ready to listen. You know, so, uh, but you mentioned, you know, just, and I'll be honest with you, I'm having a hard time imagining 
the taking three-hour naps, just seeing this bundle of energy and listening to this bundle of energy. It's hard to imagine that, but I can see where you're coming from. So where have you found that balance between the powerful woman, the powerful coach that you are now, and the person who isn't that workaholic working every day for four and a half years? How have you found that that sweet spot, that happy medium? Yeah, that's a great question. So I, um, my very first assignment with Stacy when I first, I signed on with, I met her in January, signed on with her program that May of 2021. Um, <laughs> when I first met her, I was so excited and I knew I was like, she can help me. I said, I just, I just knew. And it's really interesting because now when my clients to me, they're like, I know you can help me. So it's kind of interesting to be that. I love being that person for other people, but I said, I said, I'll do anything she says except to take a day off. I said, I will do that. I said, I'll do whatever she says. I don't care what it is, but I'm not going to take a day off. Day one, my very first assignment was, okay, we're going to take a day off. That's your, that's your homework assignment. Oh my gosh. So I, I, I think I cried for three hours after our Zoom. I called my mom and I said, okay. So, but I came back to her and I said, I need one month because our, zoom that assignment was the very first of the month and my clients commit for the month right so um I'm, I can't have a client commit then we just not be able to do it right mm -hmm. so I said hey I've already been you know like I already have my schedule for the month the next month which is which would be June I said I will do that and she said okay so I had one month to rearrange my whole entire schedule and my very first day off after four and a half years was the first Friday in June of 2021 and um, that was the magic sauce for me. You seriously having that scheduled decompressed time for you is key for your elevating. I really have that to probably equate to about 40% of where I am now just by taking scheduled time for me because it makes us reflect, A, relax, B, reflect, C, process. And during that time, we find out who we are. Right. And it all happens subconsciously. Like it doesn't like pop into your head right then and there, but it really works on, you know, quote unquote, the back end. I truly believe that because that combined with all the other, you know, work I did and all of that, that's kind of where, how I am now. And it's seriously taking, we have to take several time per week, especially as a busy high performer. Um, for you. It's 100% needed and necessary. Um, so I really am a huge advocate for that right now. So that's why my business is kind of transitioning into mentality coaching, because it's definitely transitioning to more of the mentality only side for sure. Um, but that was that was it. And I have it all to equate for taking time off for me. So that was one. And that's definitely the biggest factor of what I used to do. What I do now is I respect me and I respect my time. And I have that I know that seems really simple and the answer should be way longer than that, but it's not, that's what it is. But it has to be the same scheduled time every single week. Like I, Friday, that's Friday for me. I call it do nothing Friday. I don't take clients Friday. Um, if I, I work with my energy on Friday. So if in the morning I'll schedule, I'll do a couple of emails or whatever messages I have to respond to from the week. Um, and if I feel like doing more great, but if I don't, I don't. And if I don't, I really make sure I don't stress about it. That's the key. And then picking back up on Saturday. But that right there is the magic sauce to everything. Man, you are speaking my language because that's something, to be honest, that I still, I don't know if I want to use the word struggle, but something I still work on, you know, feeling good about taking time off, understanding that everything around you isn't going to crumble to the ground 
because you take a day off, because you take some time for yourself, you know, or for your family, you know, and, and, and for me, that's, that's a work in progress. And to be able to hear it from you to come from the place you were in to the place you are now, I mean, it can't help but provide inspiration for someone like me and so many others out there listening to this, you know, to understand that life, you know, life will go on, even if you take a step back, you know, to really enjoy life and do something for yourself. Right. Take me through that mental side of things. I know that's become such a big part of what you're doing. How do you approach that with clients, especially clients that you know are really struggling with whatever it is they're struggling with? Yes. Okay. So, um, so if somebody comes on from my mentality only program, we, first off, everything is 100% custom to them, even more than in like the fitness realm, because, um, normally people come in and they're quote unquote broken at some point, like I said, they're going through some sort of pivotal moment in their life. So some people need, and when you're, when you're healing, cause I've been through this like really deep healing journey, you have to take time and be respectful of like, you know, the way the energy is working for you. So they all come in, I start them on an AM PM routine. That's like the first thing that we do 100%. A, are they doing one? Great. If you are, what are you doing? If not, if you don't know what it is, that's fine too. But we start them on an AM PM routine and um, we customize that as we go. I start them on one and then something probably, and that is not going to work for them, which is great. And I tell them to expect that. Right. And then we just modify with that. So after they get consistent with that, then we do, then we normally go into boundaries work, right? So it's AM, PM routine, then we go into boundaries. So boundaries is normally right around the week one and a half to two-ish, depending on how the AM, PM routine is. So the, the key is not to rush anything, right? We don't want any information. We want to like push gently, but not a lot of information overload because this takes time. Some people catch on really fast. Other people need some more time. Either way is totally fine. Um, Actually, then for the remainder time, um, I have, I have like 25 different like worksheets that we do. And then, um, I use the word worksheet lightly, but we do like fear and like control. Right. And I have an activating your purpose whole manual, right? <laughs> I don't say manual. What is it? Um, module, the module, the modules to work through. Right. And then, um, and then I also do weekly check-ins with them as well too. So they do, um, they have to, I check in on them all the time, but they have a weekly check-in sheet that says like, do you feel like I hit your goals last week? Why am I not? How are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And I send them a voice recording response every Monday morning with a plan for the week. So, um, that's kind of how we do it. Um, if, I hope that answers your question, but that's kind of like the general outline in regards to, um, how, how I approach that. Well, talk about, and I'm sure that taking a day off to be able to self-care is, is in, is in there. Absolutely. I'm sure. Cause I know how yes. well it worked for you, but I think everybody out there wants to know what does a day off for you look like now that you take days off? A day off for me. Okay. So this looks like this first off, I don't wake up to an alarm. That's my favorite part. I wake up early every single day and I'm really used to it now, but contrary to popular belief, I love to sleep in. So I'm a sleeper. Even though I wake up early, I still love to sleep in. So I don't wake up to an alarm on Fridays and it's amazing. So I wake up naturally, which is around eight o'clock for me is late. So I normally wake up around seven, seven thirty, and I normally wake up around between like five thirty ish during the, all the other times. So, but um, I wake up, I make my coffee, and then I do do some back end things, just like quick responding to things, blah blah blah. And then I normally go to the gym. So I work out between two to three hours per day right now because I'm in prep. 
Um, I'm a competitive bodybuilder. So I'll go to the gym, then I'll come back. Um, I might do some, like if I'm working on, you know, like as a new phone site sleek or something, I'll do that. Read a book. I don't know. I really don't know. I just kind of do like whatever. And then I, if it's nice, I'll go sit by the pool and then um, I'll go back and then I'll do my second half of my day workout later in the evening and I'll do my steps for the day. And then um, I'll just read. I really, I know I seem like an introvert, but I'm, I'm I know I seem like an extrovert, but I'm really introverted. I love my, I love my quiet time and I love reading. I energize by having time for myself, like quiet time. Like some people get energized by going out and hanging out with people. I'm not that way. I need my quiet time. And I love just to piddle around for the day and just read and, you know, go work out. Just no stress. Nothing wrong with, <laughs> nothing wrong with any of that. All, all I know is that I have some clients out there right now that are listening to this that are probably cringing at the thought of having to work out two or three hours because they're probably thinking, man, she's giving Victor ideas. And Victor with ideas in his head is a dangerous proposition. And so, so they're probably cringing. They're probably saying, please don't, please don't make me work two three hours a day. Please don't. I'll pay you anything. Just please don't make me do that. And don't worry, I'm not going to make you do that. Trust me on that one, unless you ask nicely. So, but I, I, I do have to ask, you mentioned being an introvert. Mm -hmm. So what is it like when you step on a stage, either for a bodybuilding competition or when you step on a stage, be it a physical stage or the women in power group that you're going to be talking to later tonight? What's it like to be able to step on that stage, be in the spotlight and have everybody hanging on your every word and knowing you're making an impact? Yeah, I love it. It really, I really love it. When I first started, I when I first started competing, I used to get really nervous on stage when I did my very first show. But um, that really helped me kind of like work through that. But I, I love it. And the reason why is because um, when I was in high school, I, this is like just like the old that plus fitness plus the thoughts like the only thing that got me in. So okay, or got me through, I should say. So when I was in high school, I, when I was going through those really hard times, I desperately wanted somebody in the business world to look up to that had the same past as me that was killing it. Right. I wanted some like boss woman who was killing it in the business world that, um, that had, that was bullied in high school too. I wanted that as an inspiration to look up to, and I couldn't find anybody. And that really hurt. You know, I was like, why is A, nobody A, sharing their stories or why is there nobody like this? So I knew that that thought is the one thing that, you know, got me through is that like, I'm going to be this person for somebody to look up to and say, hey, they are killing it. I'm going to be like them that may need someone like me to look up to that was in the same situation as me. So that's what I think about when I'm on stage. I think about my younger self sitting in the audience, looking back up at me and being like, I can really connect with her. I'm going to be just like her when I grow up. Or not just like me, everyone's their own person, but someone for someone to look up to. Because I just wanted someone to resonate with when I was going through the hard times to like, you know, be like, hey, if they can do it, I can do it too. But there was no one. And I really, that didn't sit well with me. So the thought of me, you know, I always wanted to speak on stages ever since I was in high school to like, you know, share my story. And I knew I'm like, I'm going to share my story and it's going to be really impactful someday. So I've known that ever since I was probably about 15, 16. So that's what I think about when I'm on stage. Now I know high school must seem like forever ago. I know it does for me, but I'm 50. I'm old. So it has to, you know, that's how it usually works. But uh, I know for you, do you ever stop and think about what if 
I hadn't, you know, driven my brother to boxing, you know, boxing classes, you know, and, and, and if I had shied away from joining in when I was asked to join in on one of the classes, do you ever stop and think the path you'd be on right now, if those pivotal moments hadn't happened? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm glad you asked that because I haven't thought about that in a while, but yeah, it's, um, I don't, I don't know where I would be, you know, I, I, I don't know where I would be. God knows where I would be seriously. Um, probably not down a really great path. That's for sure. You know? Um, so I, I don't know. I'd probably be really lost and I definitely would not be, you know, sharing my story that I am now. And I'm so grateful for those moments in high school because that has, I really feel like I would not be where I am without that. I truly, truly feel like I would not be where I am today without those hard times, including, you know, my um, rock bottom moment in January in 2021. But yeah, but it's just interesting how things work out. And I really fully believe that everything happens for a reason, because looking back on my life, like you said, if I didn't do that, like drive my brother to boxing or, you know, even agree to join in, right? Not even taking him, but I could have said no, you know, mm -hmm. I didn't know what I was doing, but just the fact that like someone, it was just the fact that someone says, Hey, like you're included, you know, just come on in. Right. It's like, it wasn't even the workout. It was just the fact that was like, Hey, you know, you can do it too. So, um, yeah, but, um, I feel like every pivotal, I guess like pivotal situation in my life that I'm to get me where I'm at now has totally happened for a reason. And I say this all the time um, to my clients, and I, I like to post about this too, is that we may not see that reason why it's happening now, but it's happening for a reason. And we might not know that reason six years from now. But now I look back to who I was, you know, four years ago, and I was like, oh, that happened for a reason. You know, it's like, oh, that was really hard then, but that totally happened for this to happen, right? So um, I just think, I, I love looking back on that. I, just, I think it's real. I think timing it's everything and um it's so so yeah people just trust their instincts right trust their intuition and if they don't they need to they need to start because one thing's for sure outside forces may have different reasons why they're sharing this and that with somebody and they may be leading you down the wrong path but deep down inside we know we know exactly what we need it's how we bring it out and how we utilize it how we capitalize it on it that really makes you know really makes the difference overall now for you let's look ahead we've looked back let's look ahead i mean you have i mean obviously you have a bright career and a and a great life going on right now but where do you see yourself and do you allow the, yourself the time to see a year down the road five maybe even 10 down the road and what what it may look like what you want it to look like Yes. Yes. I do a ton of visualization. Um, I normally do. It's so hard for me to say where am I going to be in five to 10 years? Because I honestly don't even know, but I definitely have a one year goal for sure. Um, I am definitely like, you know, my program my, is on a little bit of a pivot right now. So, um, that my investment levels are going up in September, but I'm also adding some stuff to it. So I'm working with my coach with that. So it's really exciting. Um, I have this, <laughs> my Stacey, she's so sweet. She says it's not super lofty, but I have this goal that I've only told like two people. So I'm broadcasting it now for everybody. I, this is a little lofty, but um, so I'm, I'm moving to Dallas, Texas in January. So I'm moving to Texas in January. So I'm really excited for that. And um, I, my goal is to be an Apex executives in one year. So, and in order to do that, I need to have a specific financial goal. So my, that is, that 
that is my goal is to be um, in that room. A, um, only because I will learn and grow so much more as a person. And B, um, I'll be right there in Dallas, right? And um, they're kind of like my family. So when I, I want to go more than quarterly. <laughs> So that's, that's definitely my goal for sure. And just kind of lining that up um, to hit that. Um, but yeah, it's something a little bit lofty. I definitely, I'd have to Forex my income in one year. Um, but I know we don't talk about my finances a lot, but I would have to like Forex my income roughly in one year to do that. So I have a plan and I was like, well, why don't I just try? You know, it's like, why not try? So like, I'm like really excited. So that that's my goal for sure. Um, and then, yeah, just kind of seeing, seeing where that takes me. And I have some, I have some goals for my business as well too. Um, so that's definitely one of them. And then um, just continuing with like my bodybuilding and my competing, I'll compete in the fall. So I'm really excited. I don't have a date yet, but my coach should be telling me soon. And I'm just having a, you know, successful move in January. So that's, that's kind of what my one year, one year looks like. I'm telling you folks, there's something about Dallas, Texas. You know, I, I'm beginning to learn over this past year or two that, that's the place to be, not just in the health and fitness world, but certainly in the business world, you know, with the, where the people are that you need to know, that you need to be influenced by, all seem to be either already there or like in Miranda's case, moving there. And as I've told my wife, damn, I wish, you know, Dallas, Texas had an ocean, you know, or a beach of some kind or something, not just in the middle of the state there, landlocked, because we'd be there right now. You know, but my wife and well, my wife, especially, and I need an ocean to be near, you know, so we we haven't made that leap as of yet. But uh, it's definitely, definitely the place to be. And I know Miranda going there is just going to add to that, you know, exponentially You bring her, as you've discovered, her energy and her fire. I told you, folks, I wasn't exaggerating. I told you, you know, the energy and fire is always there. That's why I wanted her on this show. Before we wrap things up. I want everybody out there to know where they can find you, social media, internet, carrier pigeon, whatever, whatever it is you use to get the word out about yourself and what you do. Let's let everybody yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. I'm a very easy person to find and get a hold of. Um, my, if you Google me, my website's just MirandaJiggins.com. Um, Facebook, it's just my name typed up. And then Instagram, it's the same Miranda Jiggins. Um, yeah, Facebook messaging is a great way to get a hold of me. Please drop me a line or have, um, I'm always available for questions. Um, and um, I think if you want my email, you can reach out for that too. But most people, we just do Facebook now. I mean, I think everybody's on there. So yeah, so Facebook, Brandon Jiggins. You can type in my name, Um, Yeah, pretty easy. Absolutely. This, this has been exactly what I thought it would be and more. I'll, I'll say that much. You know, I said I wanted to get Miranda on the show for quite a while now and because I knew the energy that she would bring to the table and not just the energy, but all the knowledge, the insight, you know, all of it that comes with it. And it's been exactly what I thought it would be and more. So I, I definitely appreciate I'm honored that you came on the show. I pre appreciate you joining me and I know sky's the limit for you now and moving forward. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. It's guys on it for you too. So I'm very proud to be in your circle. Well, I appreciate that. Same, same for me. Definitely proud to have you in my circle as well. Folks, reach out to her if you need help, especially in the mindset kind of, kind of side of the game, because she knows what she's doing. She knows what she's talking about and she will get you results and she will transform your life. It's, it's as simple as that. And you know, because you know, I 
scream this from the rooftops every opportunity I get because it's so important to me. She's discovered over time how important it is not just to, you know, improve her life and make and set up her life the way she believes it should be, the elite level, the elite version of herself. But she, it's generational now. She's she's impacting so many generations of people out there that are going to pass it on and pass it on right on down the line. Because as you always know, and I always say, and by the way, I didn't say any of this earlier on because I wanted to get to Miranda early in the process. But subscribe to this so you know when this episode comes down. Leave a five-star review. I know this episode deserves a six-star review. And of course, share it with anyone and everyone you cross paths with. Because as I always say, and Miranda said it so eloquently today, generational health begins with you. Thanks so much for listening. I hope what you've heard on the show truly resonates with you. If you want to learn more about the health and fitness services I provide, including my new Fit Family Foundations membership program, head to my website, fernandezfit.com. If you're ready to connect with me about health and fitness coaching, shoot an email to ocmdfernandezfit at gmail.com or a text to 814 814- 504-7774. And of course, you can find me on social media, Victor Fernandez123 on Facebook, as well as Fernandez Fit LLC on both Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, always remember the foundation of your family's health begins with you.